Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to The Hague for Newbies. I'm your host, Gregory, and here with my special guest, Christopher. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Gregory. Thank you for having me. No problem. So this is the very first episode of The Hague for Newbies, so I'm going to explain a little bit about what this podcast is about, what we're going to talk about. So basically, The Hague for Newbies is kind of self-explanatory. I'm here as your guide to help you as an international student um, just get through life here, like how you start up with finding a house, getting your BSN number, um, the, what is it? Insurance. Public transportation, public insurance, things like that. Because as an international student moving here, you have no idea what you have to do. And I've been living here for almost, no, I have been living here for in this country for two years now. And I, I'm still confused about certain things. But I don't know. It's, uh, it's fine. It's manageable. Yeah, it's pretty simple, to be honest. Uh, once you get the idea of what you need, it's pretty straightforward to go with everything you need. So today we'll be actually talking about housing and how to like find a house, keep a house, and sign in. Because this is the first thing you actually need when you move here. And later we'll be, we'll be doing another subject, or yeah, subject, which is called Dear Hacks People where we just kind of talk shit about weird Dutch th weird things Dutch people do. All right, are you ready? Yeah, totally. All right, so housing here is, not gonna lie, complicated. Like you have to, f you have to really, really look, like you have to do your research to find a house because it is hard. It is, right. but you have many outlets on which you can find housing, which is uh, makes it a little bit easy, but it also makes it a lot more daunting because you don't know where to start. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, because there are a lot of platforms out there, and as a new student, you don't know which ones are legit and which ones aren't. That's I mean, very true. I mean, how many websites have you used? Um, many. The one I used before coming to the Netherlands was uh, Room to Rent, which was just uh, this woman that owned two houses and just rented out rooms in them for international students. I was lucky to find her. She called me, she video called me and showed me the room and everything. And uh, then once I saw everything, I paid the deposit and the room was mine from the date I chose to the end date, which is normally a year. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, how, how long did it take you to actually... To actually find it, uh, before coming here, I spent about three or four months looking for a house since I was abroad. I had to look uh, over the internet and I was also very scared with, about the fact of what if uh, when I get there the place isn't there or something is wrong or whatever. I'm lucky I found this amazing landlady and she kept in contact with me at every moment. And she also got there, opened the door and uh, helped me through the registering process and everything. Yeah, well, see, you had a good experience. But when I, I moved here in 2017, and I went to Brida, and I I looked for about, yeah, about a month or so, but I also looked when I was still living on Curacao. But I tried so many different platforms. There, there are a lot out there. There's Gamanet, there's um, Room Room.nl, was it Duo, um, yeah. And there are also multiple Facebook groups as well, but, <clears throat> But the thing with here, it's most of the time it's first come first serve. Yeah. So if you're not first or you're not actually there to view the house, you your chances are pretty slim. Yeah, it gets pretty hard if you're unable to either have someone to come look at the house for you or do it yourself. It uh, 
it, it is complicated to say the least. Yeah, and certain uh, certain websites also have I don't want to say preferential treatment, but they do prefer certain their students. Like with Room NL and Duo, they do tend to prefer Dutch students or people that have been living here for a while or students from a specific type of school. So it does get kind of complicated. The only thing that you really have to do is like really, really dig into it and find as many as possible and then ask at least a few Dutch people if you know some or Google reviews of these websites or these people or whomever if they're actually legit because there are some horror stories out there about finding a uh, quote-unquote finding a house and then getting there and it surprise exist. it doesn't exist well there are many also signs to a house being a scam first if you ask uh, if you can register the apartment they say no you can't that's probably the first red flag second one is uh, when you ask for a viewing and they say no we're not available for a viewing until you put, after you pay the deposit and then when you reach there there's no place to view the address never existed that's true sometimes they even they even make it difficult because like when i wasn't here and i my sister was here and i asked can my sister come view the house for me they say no we prefer that you come in person okay but i'm not living there yet so it uh, it is very it is a very difficult and tedious process. Yeah, and the nice thing is that some of these places actually do have people that tend to help uh, international students a lot more because they understand the fact that most of us can't just come early, stay in a hotel until we find a place, because it really doesn't help you to stay in a hotel for much because you also have to register, and if you don't register, you can't get a bank account, you can't get the your BSN, you can't get anything without a, an address. Exactly. So there's these uh, people, nice people, that have their own like websites. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you search, you'll find them. And they'll help you out knowing that you're an international. They'll give you the preferential treatment of uh, giving it to you over, say, a Dutch student or someone that's been living in the Netherlands for a while. Because for them, it's a little easier to find an apartment compared to you. Yeah, another, another piece of advice is what I did. I mean, I'm from the Caribbean, so I know some people here. I have family here. So what you can do if you know people who have family here and they have a big enough space, you can ask them to use their address. That way you can still have an address and you can register there and have all of your mail, everything sent there. You can still get your BSN and everything. And then while you're doing that, you can still find a house. Yeah, and once you have your BSN, it's uh, really simple to just change your address uh, with the gemeente. It's really quick. You can even do it online. Yeah. That's that's the good thing about this country. You can do a lot of things online. You don't have to, you don't have to make phone calls or go in person. But that is a subject for a different day because right now we're talking about housing. Yeah. Well, there's not much to to say about housing to be honest. It's just uh, be careful about red flags. Also, do your best to try and, as Gregory said, bring people to look at the house for you to know that it's actually real. And also, try not to overpay for a small room. Yeah. No, because. Sometimes, like depending on where the location is, things can be pricey as hell. Like right now, how, mu how much are you paying? Five hundred. And do you live alone? No. See, that's one example. And I'm paying almost seven hundred, and I do live alone. I do have my own kitchen and everything, but the prices are pretty steep. Yeah. Like if you're 
if you're like me or like Christopher and you have a Dutch passport, you can get Hurtislof, which is kind which is it's easy, but there are there are some steps. But if you don't have a Dutch passport, however, I would suggest you keep looking. Or unless you have rich parents, in which case Suit not yourself. yourself out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. And, uh, well, if you find a room you can afford for a few months, but afterwards you can't, well, it's not hard to find a job here either. That's true. It's like you can find a part-time job to help yourself uh, pay the rest of the apartment off if you need to. And the good thing is they actually give you your deposit back. Like, yeah. mo most landlords here give you your deposit back right away. Yeah, normally it's uh, the end of the month, the month after you left. So it normally takes around what, two weeks to one month depending on your contract. Yeah. So what websites would you recommend? Well, uh, I did Room to Rent. That was uh, really nice, but it's uh, just limited rooms and they're all in the same house. It's uh, two houses, one next to each other. Uh, that's a, a nice place if you don't have anything else to go to. The only problem is it's a very shared space. So you're sharing a shower with about five other people. Yikes. And the kitchen as well, and the fridge and everything in between. Now I shared with people my first year here, and I do not intend to do that ever again. Uh, same. Uh, I live with someone, but uh, sharing uh, a space is not really fun. Privacy is not a thing you can have. Um, Cabernet is also a good idea. I did find a few options over there, but at the end I chose uh, the ones from Room to Rent because I kind of found the landlady to be a lot more... Nice. Yeah, not just nice, but uh, cozy, warm, and welcoming. She actually wanted to help. She actually wanted me to be there. She was being really nice, and she acted as a second mother here for all of us. See, people people like that are kind of rare. And on Comrade, the problem with Comrade is it's, it is literally first come, first serve. I've had some viewings from Comrade, but the people there, it's multiple either individuals or... Um, where are they? Or families or couples. Yeah, families, couples, and also organizations that, um, yeah, here they're called Maclars. I don't know what the... I am unsure of the English word for it. Yeah, so they're basically companies that um, help people find houses, so they also post things on there. And a lot of them are also, like, subletting their apartments, so you have to, like, really look into the details. But the good thing about Comment is it gives you the option to see like if they're looking for male or female tenants, students, working students, working people, things like that. But one bad thing about it is people don't tend to respond. Yeah. Like they if you send them a message, they'll just either leave you on red, they'll just close the conversation right away, or they'll tell you to or they'll just say sorry, it's already been rented, then why keep it up? Makes no sense. Yeah, and that with the first come, I wouldn't call it first come, first serve. I would say first pay, first serve. That is true. Because uh, you can have many other people before you and they're still thinking about it, but if you pay the deposit first, the place is yours. Yeah, I mean, so before you move here, save a lot because believe me, that deposit will kill you. Yeah, that and if the place is unfurnished, it's going to be a lot harsher. That's a, that's a nice trip to Ikea where you will spend more money than you have to on things you do not need. Well, I mean, you'll spend some of it on pots, pans, just to avoid the arrows that say live, love, la uh, laugh. Yeah, obviously you go to Ikea to buy things you need because I'm assuming you don't want to sleep on the floor or cook with your hands. 
but believe me once you once you get into ikea you will just you will just see some ridiculous things and you think why would i need this and then two seconds later it's in your shopping cart ready to pay yeah i tend to i tend to avoid that kind of stuff i'm not that lucky but uh, i would rather if i had to have furnished my apartment when i got here originally I would have uh, just gotten a sleeping bag for the first few months, and the first thing I would have gotten was just like cooking pots and everything, and then progressively buy my furniture. So it doesn't uh, hit me as hard. And you don't necessarily have to go to IKEA either. There are a lot of Facebook groups out there that just um, sell 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 their things. And there's also Kringlo, which is like secondhand furniture, everything everything you need for very very cheap. Yeah, not only that, you also just uh, opening Facebook and going to the Facebook marketplace, you'll see a lot of people selling their stuff over there. A lot of them are getting rid of um, entire beds, couches, some of them even for free. Yeah, some out of their moving or they are got new stuff and they just need to get rid of things. So yeah. furniture is pretty easy to come by. It's pretty easy to come by, but it's not as easy to transport. Keep that in mind. True, true that. Um house the, the the way houses are designed here they're very slim and it's pretty hard to get things downstairs or upstairs or upstairs unless they're disassembled and even then it's it's still kind of a hard. headache but yeah i don't have you had any experience with people saying no because of let's say your race or gender well not really actually they they're always very accommodating but I think that's just because I was uh, nice from the beginning and did not show any kind of entitledness. I think uh, most landowners uh, have a problem when people show up and they're entitled and they feel like they already own the place before they even uh, paid for it. Yeah, that's true. I think that would be the main issue. But I'm not going to say that there aren't uh, certain cases where that can happen. Yeah, no, I have had people tell me that They've gone to viewings and the landlord says, like, you're a really nice person and everything, but I've had people from your, I want to say, background in this case, but I, they, it wasn't really well, so I don't really trust those people anymore, so you have to be very, very careful of that. Yeah, but let's uh, be fair to them. Sometimes uh, culture is a thing that happens and maybe they just don't like the way uh, they, they live. So, for example, um, in the room to rent where I was... Um, there's this uh, one guy, he was uh, from, I don't remember which part of Africa he was from. He was a nice dude, but uh, he, he never cleaned properly. He was always making a mess because um, he always said, oh, yeah, my mother used to clean for me. I don't know how to clean. And he was just like always leaving a mess behind him. And whenever my landlady would come along to check how the place was going, he would have like the worst of body languages. He wouldn't even come and say hello. When would you come in and say, hello, everybody? He wouldn't even come out and say something. He would just sit there, arms crossed, and he's like, you know, that's a horrible body language when you're arguing with someone is having your arms crossed. It's uh, It makes you feel like you don't care. And she told him that, and he was like, yeah, but in Africa, this means nothing. He's like, but yeah, you're not in Africa. You're in the Netherlands. That here is terrible body language to have. That's People true. will perceive it that way. That's true. And that's another thing about uh, finding a house here. If you're going to rent a room, be aware your roommate could be the greatest people you ever meet or the absolute worst. I will go with absolute worst most of the time, though. <laughs> I don't, it depends, because sometimes you have people that literally just moved in as well, so they didn't know anybody. Or other times you have people that have already been living there for a while, and then you're just like the new person. 
Yeah. Sometimes it, it goes well. I mean, uh, in the one year I spent in this place, many people came and went. Um, some of them were amazing, but only like two or three of them were like kicked out within the first month of them being there. My my horror story is just bad because I live with three Dutch people. They've been living there for a while. They were nice and friendly, but they were also very messy and very direct, which actually leads us leads us into the next subject. Um, so in this show, we have a little topic called Dear House People, where I just explained we are going to just talk about weird things that people do, say their traditions and stuff like that. And one of the things when you move here, you have to keep in mind is something we call Dutch directness. <laughs> Dutch people literally have no filter. And this is not me like slamming them or shaming them or anything or being exact, uh, dramatic. They literally have no filter. Yeah, most of them will just be very direct with what they think. Whatever is on their mind for them is fair game. And if it hurts you, well, um, don't be sensitive. Yeah, don't be sensitive. Don't You're going to have to scratch your boo-boo and move on. Yes. They will literally just tell you what they're thinking or do what they're thinking. I remember when I first moved here, I had a teacher who was American, and he fell in love with a Dutch girl. And the first time their parents met, I... He literally told us his uh, his girlfriend's mom came up to his mom. was like, hi, nice to meet you. Your dress is hideous. And at first I thought, okay, this guy's exaggerating because this, this can't be real. Then I started to meet some actual Dutch people and yeah, I, I can actually see that happening. Yeah, when I first came here and I finally met my Dutch side of the family, uh, my cousin's the first thing saying, like, oh, Chris, you're a little bit fat. And like, yeah, I know. I haven't done exercise in the last two weeks because I screwed up my knee. Then I saw them again for Christmas. Like, Chris, you're way too skinny. You should eat more. I'm like, I do exercise. I'm fit. I'm not skinny. <laughs> so, yeah, Dutch people really have no filter. I remember when, once I was in Burger King. This happened a few months ago. I was just standing in line. And this lady, this random lady, I don't even know who the hell she was. She was just this random middle-aged lady behind me in Burger King. She just touched my hair and said, your hair is so pretty. And I had to like move away. Like, ma'am, thank you, but please do not. Like, I don't even know you. At least like tap me on the shoulder or something. But they're just, if it's if it pops into their head, they will either say it or act and, it out. Yeah, and uh, sometimes that can be really funny. Sometimes that can be really helpful. But most of the time, that is just genuinely very annoying. And to them, some things come out as a compliment or advice, but to you, it comes out as, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Rude. Yeah, rude or just brutally honest. And you just... Well, to an extent, you have to be happy with them that they're that brutally honest, because when you have to do fill out a survey, at least they'll give you the honest response of what they yeah, think. Yeah, that is true. That they is will, nice. They will never bullshit you or give you a bullshit answer. But they will always be there and tell you, yeah, this and this and this I find wrong. But at the end of the day, it's their opinion, but they're being brutally honest. And that's something I appreciate to an extent. But uh, when it's really not uh, the place of that kind of comment, it, it pisses me off a little bit. Yeah, so that's, that's like one of the many things you have to keep in mind with Dutch people when you move here. They will be direct they will be blunt and they will be very unapologetic about it 
Yeah, and you're going to have to develop a very, very thick skin. The nice thing is that the Dutch also have a pretty thick skin thanks to their directness, so uh, telling them things as they are won't hurt them at all because they're kind of used to it. Yep. Unless it has something to do with, I don't know, name a subject. Well, it, it does remind me of the one story when uh, we started Dutch classes here in the school. Uh, where our teacher Marianne was telling us uh, that uh, the Dutch could, uh, this happened to her once, uh, the Dutch could uh, even tell you they don't like a present directly to your face. Yep. So she came and uh, she gave her friend, uh, I think it was a pair of sunglasses or something. She said they weren't cheap sunglasses, they were nice sunglasses. And uh, she told her, um, you have the receipt, I don't like it. So I can change it for something else? It's like, um, what? Okay. I, I was like, that doesn't happen, right? And then we have a few others uh, that said something similar. And I'm like, okay, this actually does happen. Interesting. And there's this other story from a classmate that went to a library and asked one of the librarians if they could help. He answered, she came over. It's like, uh, would you mind helping me? It's like, yes, I mind, but I will help you anyway because it's my job. Well, that's a great work attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I still crack up every time she tells us this story. <laughs> but those are just some examples. Believe me, Dutch people can and will be very, very direct. Yeah, very might be an understatement. All right. So is there any other advice you have about finding a house or housing in general? Uh, just uh, be careful for things that might seem way too good to be true. Because normally when they're way too good to be true, they are way too good to be true. That is true. That, just uh, keep an eye out for scams. Um, your red flags are normally not letting you see the apartment before you pay the deposit. Or um, not, the, say, if you live abroad and you ask them to Skype you over for the, for the apartment. They don't want to even do that. Then that's another kind of a red flag. Also, if a, a room seems too small and you have to pay too much for it, perhaps keep looking. And don't feel bad if you don't find something right away. Take it from me. I looked, because when, when I moved to The Hague, I looked from June till November until I finally found the house. Yeah. And that's the house I'm currently living in. And so it does, it does take a while, but believe me, the longer you wait, the more it will be actually be worth it. Yeah, as uh, before I came here from Duras, I started. Um, I came here in August. I started looking around January. I found the place in July. So there is, there is no, like, acceptable amount of time. I mean, obviously there is a time pressure because you have to sign in. Yeah. But there is there has never been one person that can tell you, I've. I got the first house I, I sent a message to. Or yeah, no one's going to do that. And in any impossible. other case, you also have the, the student hotel here in The Hague uh, where you could stay for a little while while you can find the that thing. Maximum stay is uh, one year. If I'm not mistaken, I think you can also register the student hotel, can you? I'm not I sure. I believe so. Yeah, because they do have uh, apartments and stuff for people to stay there for a year, so people that come for exchange and everything can do it, and they're decently priced. So. And it is a student hotel, so you will be around... Like-minded people, people from your class, your school, whoever. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. That and also don't forget to, once you have your address, to get your insurance right away. That is true. But again, that's a subject for a different day. Yeah. Also, be mindful because of 
the internet how it is today, cookies and everything out there, you will maybe sometimes receive emails from quote from these quote unquote companies that want to help you find houses, but they really are just scams. I have, yeah. fall, I have fallen for that once. Um, that that did not really turn out well, but eventually you will find a decent house if it's a room if it's a studio apartment or a regular apartment believe me it's out there you'll find it there is unless like you get pressure from the government there is no pressure just take your time do your thing and search properly uh there you go that's uh, pretty much all the advice i have do you have anything else to add not really all right so that was I think I believe that was it for this week's edition of Take for Newbies. Next week I'll be actually talking about how you actually sign in for certain things and the topic for Dear Hacks April will be the Dutch language barrier because believe me that barrier is there and it is annoying. Amen. All right, thank you guys for listening. Chris, thank you for being here. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next week.